0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is episode number 12. I am Craig. And I am Britt. And Britt, as we always start in these podcasts, what are you drinking?
1: I I don't know. You handed me a glass. You have a bottle over there. I'm not quite sure what this is. Tell tell me what it is you just handed me.
0: Uh, So when I went shopping earlier today... Uh, I picked up some beers. I did the went to Whole Foods. And they let you buy single packs. So I picked up not single packs. They let you pick out single bottles. Yeah. Make a six pack. Uh, this one looked interesting. Uh, the logo is or the label on the bottle is orange, black, and white. Kind of reminds me of the Bengals. It's probably why I got it. It really is. It is. Uh, it's from Green Flash. It is called a Soul Style IPA. It's bright and tropical,
1: or so the bottle would lead you so to believe. So the
0: bottle says. Um, it also says to enjoy in a glass, which is why I gave you a glass.
1: All right. So let me let me sip this real quick.
0: Mm-hmm. How do you how do you feel about it? You're an IPA fan. I am. And
1: it's clearer in like it's not cloudy at all. Um, very tart. Very very tart. Uh, the hoppiness really comes at the end. I don't hate this. But I don't know that if I walked into a bar and saw it on the menu, that I would go, Oh my god, get me a green flash.
0: No. Um yeah, it's definitely a summer. Yeah, IPA. I can see that.
1: I can definitely see that. But the summer is over, Craig.
0: Not officially.
1: Oh, but it is, because Labor Day has come and gone.
0: Hey, what are you doing with that can opener? And we are or in a, a month opener. that
1: ends in S M in, in sorry, in B E R, so <laughs> Yeah. That is the opening of a Rhodes Mary's baby. <laughs>
0: Don't worry, we'll add the music.
1: Yes, I'm sure he will. So get used to it, folks. If you really, if you tune into our podcast, and we appreciate you doing so. If you tune in solely for the beers, you probably want to ignore me for about the next month to a month and a half, because all I'm going to be drinking is Rosemary's Baby. As long as I can get my hands on
0: it, I will switch it.
1: Yes, Craig will be the variety pack person, and I will not. So before we get into our burning hot questions, we have DFS talk today. Uh, We just had our house draft. We wanted to do a live broadcast, but a combination of location and beer made that difficult. Um, We have some stuff to go over. But first, just a couple of quick uh, thank yous. Thank you to everybody who's listening right now. We've set—episode 11 set more downloads than we could have imagined this far into the podcast. So we really appreciate everybody who's uh, hanging out with us and listening. Thank you. Um, And thank you to Podknife, who is one of the people that we post with. Who listed us on their list of the, I think, thirty five best American fantasy football podcasts? So it
0: was Podknife and uh, Player FM. Oh, it was Player it was FM. That's right. Both po- of
1: them. Right. Podknife has been a huge supporter of us too. I think it was the list was by Player FM. So thank you for that clarification, Craig. So, all right, let's jump right into it. We got a lot to cover today. It is time to go to burning hot burning take questions. questions. I'm going to take the first one because I have a bunch of them and I'm not even sure okay. which one I want to do.
0: All right. You know what, Craig? You pick
1: your poison. You got a number one to three.
0: Let's go with two since this is an even episode.
1: Okay, there we go. Number two. In 2015, Mm -hmm. Blake Bortles was the third highest rated fantasy quarterback. Okay. Number three in total fantasy points in the 2015 season. Okay. As we all know, he was not the top three quarterback in the 2016 season. He was not. Now that he seems to be trending upward a little bit, Do you think he can finish the 2017 season in the top
0: five? Top five. Uh, As of seeing preseason, as of seeing, yeah. Seeing preseason and seeing how Bortles has been playing, that is a big if. Agreed. That's a big if because of the coaching change for quarterbacks. Bortles does not look comfortable throwing. It looks like he's thinking too much. He's staring at receivers. He's taking way too much time to throw or he's rushing himself. He looks very mechanical like he's uncomfortable. So, I don't know. It's going to hopefully in a couple, you know, 1 to 3 weeks, maybe he'll it'll click, but the coaching change I think has really affected his.
1: You know, life. I was thinking back about this cuz I was on the same page as you. And I was thinking back to when I was in like 6th or 7th grade. Excuse me, we had a rash of science teachers come in and out one became very ill after only a month um a second one came in found out a month later they were not cut out for teaching and left and then we had a third one come in after christmas who finished out the year but it felt you
0: that bad of a class
1: oh yeah oh yeah not me personally but several individuals i was my class too
0: sixth grade it's horrible we went through like four or five teachers exactly no one wanted to teach us
1: but the continuity was terrible the first guy who came in had been teaching for years, and if he had not been sick, he would have stuck around. The second one was a uh, scientist who was relocating to the area who didn't have a gig, so they took the teaching gig. So as soon as something better came along, they left. And the third one was a lovely woman who who helped us out a great deal, but that lack of continuity was felt in the room. By the time the third teacher walked through the door, we had no idea what to expect. so our third new teacher in this, this subject in, in a matter of months, so... I can kind of see how that applies here with Blake Bortles. He has no consistency in who's coaching him. He doesn't know how to adjust. And, and yes, coaches change all the time. All the time. But when we all know last year he started working on his mechanics and it didn't go well. So, you know, I think there's that that's part of what's in play here. So, I, I agree. I don't think he'll get to top five. He has his chance to be a top ten quarterback this year. What do you got for me? Burning hot question from Craig.
0: Burning hot question. You ready? Yeah. Um. So, Amazon has purchased Whole Foods. Yes. They now own Whole Foods. Yes. Amazon is going to be giving people deals on food. They're going to be discounting food. Yes. They're going to give Amazon Prime members discounts at Whole Foods. Correct. Will this make you shop at Whole Foods more?
1: I was there today.
0: And that answers that question.
1: Yeah, we actually stopped there on the <laughs> way home. I said to my wife, I said, listen... We're getting out of work. I have to podcast with Craig. We are on the clock because we are actually recording a day late because of work scheduling. So I said, we've got to go. I need to be Craig's by this time so we can get this done because it's Thursday and football starts tonight and I want to be ready to go. And she was like, well, let's just stop by Whole Foods and get dinner. And I walked in and I prepared to drop like, you know, 10 to 15 bucks on pizza. I walk up to the counter. Two for six. Big sign. Two for six. Any two slices. Well, yeah, I know it's only a dollar off, but it's a dollar off. So, yes, I think we will be spending more time there. I also noticed many more sale tags today. And again, I don't know if that's just me. Maybe it's in my head. I noticed a mm. lot more items on sale than I normally see. So, that was a huge part of it. So, yes, we'll be shopping at Whole Foods more. I know you're a huge Whole Foods fan.
0: I am. I, I enjoy it. Yes, enjoy I, I've,
1: it. I've had that conversation with you and your wife. I enjoy many their, times. their
0: produce anyway. Their
1: produce.
0: Exactly. It's because um, it's organic. I think it was better quality than, than what Stop and Shop has been offering.
1: You have to have your limes farmed by cats
0: in Peru. Yes, yeah. Yes, I, I figured. Yes, I do. With sloths. But uh, well, with Whole Foods opening up around here, I think it forced the other retailers to be more conscientious about their products.
1: Yeah, I don't think Stop and Shop and, and its other stores in this area knew what organic was before like Whole Foods really came into the area. So yeah. that's fair. So now
0: Stop and Shop has a whole local section. So Yes, local and organic. Yep. Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right. So all, all right. right, uh third and final one. A bunch of people had what are being called minor injuries in the preseason. Like guys who just missed practice, were held out left and right. A bunch of people. Not counting the season injury guys. Who had an injury in the preseason that you're looking at and saying, this guy's going to have a great year. I don't care that he had some problems in the
0: preseason. Wow. Um, Kijana Carter.
1: Um, does not play football in 2017. Damn it. <laughs> unless you put him into Madden. <laughs> Quick sidebar here. Before yeah. While you're thinking about this. Yeah. My uh, boss at the Bridgeport Bluefish made me aware yesterday that there is a guy who went into, I think it's MLB The Show 2017. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And made an entire team, an entire league, comprised solely of Bartolo Colon. Every mm-hmm. team has 10 players on it, mm-hmm. and they're all named Bartolo Colon with mm-hmm. his stats and abilities. And he, play, he simulated an entire series. So he's doing the whole... Season, rather. Wow. Yeah, did an entire season with and called it the League of Bartolo. That's pretty awesome. Uh, Yeah, the, the, best, the best hitter in the league um, had like six home runs. Mm-hmm. Um and hit, like, 231. It was, like, <laughs> abusive. And she was showing me this. They, they actually showed, like, the home run derby. Uh-huh. The home run derby took him almost two hours to play because he could not get, in the finals, either person <laughs> to hit a home run. Like, four home runs were hit total in the home run derby. It basically became a sudden death. The first one who hits a home run is the winner. And it, it, was, it was very funny to watch. That's right, awesome. So anyway, answer the question. Who had some sort of minor injury um, that you're like, I'm okay with them?
0: I don't know how... I would say Odell Beckham, but the last I heard, he has a high ankle sprain, and those hurt.
1: What is the word on him? He is he is he out for Week One?
0: He's doubtful.
1: He's doubt. Oh, I hate the Don't terminology. You hate that?
0: Don't you hate that? I'm
1: doubtful, aren't we all? Uh,
0: I would say, uh, I would say Mixon is probably going to be okay.
1: Now, what happened to him during the ankle. preseason? Oh, that's right, hit the ankle last year. I'm actually looking at Jordan Matthews. I know the sternum is a very serious okay. injury. Yep. Yeah. But I think once he's cleared to be on the field, he's going to have a good year.
0: Bret Hart cracked his sternum Yes, in a match.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Bret Hart, is there a, a, a more like star-crossed story of like a real high top-level wrestler than Bret Hart? I mean, we all know the story about Owen and his passing. There was flying Brian Pillman. But they were never like top-of-the-line headliners. This guy was a top-of-line the headliner who got screwed by his boss, cracked his sternum, went to another organization, and ended up getting cut. It, you know, or, or being, or have his contract cut because they just couldn't afford him. It, it's kind of star-crossed, ain't it?
0: A little bit, a little bit. It's like the um, the rest. You ever see the wrestler? The you
1: movie? know, I have never seen that movie. It's a
0: really good movie. It is horribly depressing, <laughs> but it's a good movie. <laughs>
1: And so on the first night of football, welcome back to football, everybody. We're talking wrestling on the football <laughs> fig nuts podcast. <laughs> so okay, let's let's move this along. DFS starts in earnest this week. So let's start the DFS um, discussion by reminding folks I have no idea what I'm talking about on week one. Good. Wait a minute. No one does. Exactly. No one does
0: all guesswork week one it's
1: all statistically based and it's all based on consistency statistical consistency say that five times fast and do it while you're drinking a beer i dare you um so right now we're in week one and everybody's basing on what they saw in the preseason well what did you see in the preseason pick a random player and pick any running back you want Let me give you his preseason numbers. He's a starter, okay? Pick any number one running back you want. Here's his preseason numbers. Five carries, 12 yards, one touchdown. The end. (laughs) That's all we saw because we don't play our starters in the preseason very much. And that's okay, but it makes it difficult in week one to put together DFS lineups. So before we even start talking about people we like, people we hate, people we think are going to be above value, people we recommend, people we don't recommend keep in mind the week 1 is really hard to predict. Last 2 years I've been doing this, week 1 I have yet to turn a profit. I'm still playing this week, but I am not hopeful that I'm going to turn a profit in week 1. So, with that being said and the standard reminder from our lawyers blah blah blah, we're not responsible if you gamble, do gamble responsibly, play football responsibly, do everything responsibly, especially drink. But um let's move on to our 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 picks for the week. So, I base most of my stuff off of DraftKings. I've never been a fan of FanDuel, and that's mainly because I don't like drafting kickers. I had an experience about a year and a half ago <laughs> where I literally lost out on a tournament because a kicker kicked a field goal, and it moved seven people up past me, and I finished outside the money by like two spots.
0: That sucks.
1: Oh, that's that was it for me. That was it. I took the money out of FanDuel, put it into DraftKings, and I've played happily ever after ever since. So I'm more of a DraftKings guy. is a wonderful site, don't get me wrong. Fantastic business to work with, but I just don't like using a kicker, so I avoid it. So all of my kind of ideas are based off of DraftKings stuff. So Craig, I sent you my analysis earlier this morning, um, very early this morning. So yeah. what do you like? Is there a, let's start with quarterbacks. Is there a quarterback you really like or you're going to be looking at using this
0: week? using this week and now well here's a question are we going this off of salary
1: i have three players on my list for each um position okay. i have a player who i consider a good value candidate mm-hmm. a player who if i have to take a chalky um pick
0: now why don't you describe to people what you mean when you say that
1: okay so i'll, I'll get to that in a second and the third one is what i'm actually choosing to use okay if i had to choose is what i would use Chalky picks. Chalky picks are the guys you know are going to score really, really high. The problem is on DraftKings and FanDuel and other DFS sites, those are also the guys that are going to cost you a lot of money. If you go on DraftKings right now, you're going to see David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, and then a drop-off in price. Those guys are the chalk. They are the guys who are expected to go out there and produce points. Virtually every week, week in, week out. Everybody has a bad week now and again. People get hurt. Stuff happens. But these are the consistent guys. Hmm. So that's what, what we would talk about with chalk. Chalk can also sometimes be meant to talk about people who are being owned across the board. When I say chalk, I'm talking about people who are usually in the top five of salaries on the site. Okay. So... So when I say chalk, I limited myself this week. When I said chalk, if I had to pick somebody from the chalk, it's somebody who has one of the top five salaries. Now sometimes that's okay, no matter what your pool is, cash or or uh, tournament. I main ideally deal mainly in cash games, but you know if if you know David Johnson is going to score thirty points, you know you can't leave him out. I know oh he's going to have an ownership of eighty five percent. Yeah. But you know he's going to cost you 30 points. So you want to take that 15% chance that he's going to get hurt or not produce well in an excellent matchup? No, you're going to join in on the 85%. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, usually I don't like to go on high ownership, but in certain situations you have to go chalk. So that's what I mean when I say chalk. So let's start with, with you, Craig. So, I like I said, I have a value, I have a chalk player, and I have a choice that I'm using. Yep. What are you what how are you breaking guys down?
0: Um see, so there's a difference with us.
1: Yeah, this is we we this operate is, very differently. We do, we do.
0: I look at the player and who they're playing and kind of go with a more of a gut feeling than a number feeling.
1: I'm the number feeling. Craig is the eye test guy.
0: Yes. Um so I'm also looking at salary just to see cuz when you do DraftKings you want to try to, you know, if You make your lineup and all of a sudden you realize you have $800 left over. Right. You can be like, well, maybe I'll upgrade a running back or a receiver if I get rid of whoever I picked and then I can go up a tier.
1: Right. So for those of you who have not done this before or are new to this, you can go into DraftKings right now and put Aaron Rodgers, David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, uh, Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, and I don't know. Who's number three there? Mike Evans isn't playing this week.
0: Uh, who, receiver? Yeah.
1: Like uh, third chalky guy. AJ? Yeah, AJ Green into your lineup. And you're going to have a total of $200 to spend for your tight end, flex, and defense <laughs> where the minimum value is all $2,000. So there is balance required. It doesn't mean you can't use chalky players. It means if you use chalky players, you have to find value elsewhere. So Craig uses the eyeball test to decide whether or not he needs to do that.
0: Uh, So, this week, I am going uh, with Andy Dalton against Baltimore.
1: Andy Dalton. Okay. So, why Andy Dalton?
0: Uh, Andy Dalton is, yes, he is a Bengal, so I am slightly biased. Slightly. Slightly. He is pretty consistent fantasy-wise. I think your list, if it opens, it's not going to open for me. Well, I have him at
1: about 23 points. Yep. So, he's Um,
0: what, like number three quarterback on your list? In my
1: value ratings, he's number three. Okay. Um. I have him at about 23 points, and he's $5,700 on DraftKings. And again, I use a multiplier system. You need to get three times value out of them. So 5700 you simplify to 5.7. Is he going to score three times that number? And what is that? 15, 17.1 would be what you would need out of Andy Dalton. Is Andy Dalton going to score 17.1 fantasy points this week? Well, I've got him projected at 23. I actually have him at 4x value. So, again, week one, yep. we don't know. Maybe Andy Dalton goes out there and goes two for his force 14, and he's benched at halftime. We don't exactly. know. But I'm saying, uh, from what I see and what I think, he's he's high on my value board. There are um, four quarterbacks I have with the potential to get 4X value this week. Right. And Andy Dalton is one of them. Nice. So, that he would be one of them. So So, he's a good choice. So, that's who Craig is using. I will tell you about... Mine. Um, my value choice actually is uh, Jared Goff. Really? Because I have him just under 20 points for $4,800, which puts him at just shy of like 4.5 times value. So anytime you can get 4X value from a player, you're doing well. Because you're going to have those guys who come in under 3X. It just happens. 3X is where you want to be. In DraftKings, you get a $50,000 salary, so it would be 50 times 3 is 150. 150 points is going to put you above the cash lines in most situations.
0: Which is where you want to be.
1: Which is where you want to be. So 3X on average is where you want to be. So if I can get a 4X player, it helps me when that guy gets injured. It helps me when that guy goes out. Last year when David Johnson, I think he left, God, what week was it that DJ got injured?
0: Um... It was like I halfway through the season. Yeah, it was midway.
1: I still cash that week. I still cash that week. I had David Johnson across the board. I can't remember who saved my bacon, but somebody saved my bacon that day by getting up to five X it happens. So golf is a good value pick and he only costs you 4,800 on DraftKings. So he might be a good choice. Again, the Rams are streaky. We haven't seen them yet this year. Sammy Watkins is the new stadium, new stadium. I don't know, but I, city. I, that's, that's yeah. how I feel. My chalk play is Rodgers. Um, I think he's gonna be good for at least twenty five, maybe more. Yay, John Simon. Um, our buddy John drafted basically all Green Bay players during he our house draft.
0: Green Bay and Dallas players. Uh
1: he was gonna draft Eddie Lacy until we told him he was in Seattle and then he wasn't gonna draft him anymore. I mean, it was like <laughs> he tried to draft uh, Antonio Freeman at one point. I mean it, w- it was bad. It was it was all Green Bay. Um at one point he tried to, to draft uh, you know, Curly Lambeau. It was, it was crazy. Let's just put it that way. Um. So, but I, I think Rogers gonna have a big week. So I have him chalk. uh, If you gotta go high, if you want to sit there and go, okay, what well, what quarterback is really gonna produce this week? I think it's gonna be Aaron Rodgers. But my choice pick.
0: Okay. My choice is.
1: pick is Derek Carr.
0: But who are they playing? Uh, we
1: know he's Oakland. Who's Oakland? No, who playing? are they playing? I don't know Tennessee. I don't know. Why do you ask me questions? I do my preparation. (laughs) I write down two stats for each thing, and that's it. Don't ask me detailed questions. I don't know. All right, go on. Is it Tennessee? I want to say it's Oakland and Tennessee. It's Tennessee. Okay. Not that I have, you know, I just think that Oakland's going to air the ball out. I think Tennessee offensively, just in general, is going to be much better this year. Mariota being um, healthy again. I think you're going to see a lot of production out of DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry. I don't know which one's going to get be the the bell cow at the end of the season, but I think they're both going to produce early on. And I just really like if they can all stay healthy. I really like Tennessee. I heard one analyst joke that uh, the week one hasn't started yet. And Tennessee has already secured a division because everybody else is bad. It's Indy, Tennessee, Houston, and somebody else. I'm forgetting who else is in the NFC, AFC South rather. Jacksonville.
0: Wow. So really just who's winning and, in that division. Them and Houston. Well,
1: well, if you, but Houston's got a new quarterback,
0: they do. They're just going to ride on their defense.
1: And Lamar Miller is their running back. What happens if anything happens to Lamar Miller? Alfred blue is not playing this week. He's not. No, he's out. Oh. I heard he was ruled out. And now that I have not heard that officially, but that was the rumor I heard was he was not going to play this week. They're already thin at running back. So you're going to, you're, you're going to hedge your playoff run on Tom Savage.
0: Uh, yeah. All right. So maybe Tennessee does have a good so shot. So Tennessee
1: <laughs> uh, is possibly hosting a first round playoff game this year. We, we don't know. Anyway, so those are my picks at quarterback. I am using Carr. I really like the Jared Goff option. Um, I, I'm big on Rodgers. He's just too expensive for me to use. So let's move on to running back. Um, I'll start there today. My value pick is shocking and may pretty pretty much only be a tournament play, but it's Wendell Smallwood what Wendell Smallwood really yes he is third on the depth chart in Philadelphia I know you love Philly people
0: this year anyway
1: yes Craig is already thinking oh man I gotta put together a tournament lineup Wendell Smallwood Wendell Smallwood is gonna cost you $3,800 on DraftKings I've got him slated for at least 12 points
0: is he gonna play
1: yes Okay. That's my gut feeling. I'm going to slate him for 12 points at 3,800, and that puts him a shade over three-point value. Now, why am I going to use Wendell Smallwood in certain situations? Because that's going to give me the money to use my chalk pick, David Johnson. David Johnson is what, like 8,800, 8,900? 8, I don't have it right in front of me on, on DraftKings. Hold on, I can pull it up. I, I'm i somewhat prepared. Are you prepared? Uh, mostly. <laughs> Uh where are you, David? Oh, he's gone. There he is. David Johnson, ninety four hundred. Ninety four hundred dollars for David Johnson on DraftKings. Yep. So I can get two six thousand dollar guys, or I can get Wendell Smallwood and David Johnson, because I really think David Johnson is actually gonna get some carries here and get some points. So um I've heard a lot of talk about him. He has his floor. Okay, so floor and ceiling. Again, more terminology in DFS. Floor is the base number of points you expect out of a player. Tom Brady, if he does not get injured on his birthday, is probably worth 10 points. Roundabout. That's his floor. His ceiling is what's the best he can do. Probably on an average day, Tom Brady's absolute ceiling is 45 to 50 points. So you're going to get 10 to 50 points from him. Wendell Smallwood's floor is zero. He okay. could not touch the <laughs> ball and get zero, but his ceiling is like 20. If he goes out there and carries the ball three times and scores twice, that's twelve points right off the get-go for a guy that's only costing me thirty-eight hundred bucks and is putting David Johnson in my lineup.
0: You know that I, makes sense. That's that makes where I'm sense. going with
1: this. So let me ask you a question, Craig. Here's yep. your choice: mm-hmm. you can use Wendell Smallwood, yep. and David Johnson, okay, or for the same amount of money, you can use Todd Gurley and Marshawn Lynch.
0: Ooh. So the question is how much are Smallwood and uh, Lynch going to touch the ball?
1: Do Smallwood and Johnson combine more? I don't even remember who I just told you, Gurley <laughs> and Lynch. Who combines for more Ooh. fantasy points? I think it's going to be Smallwood and
0: Johnson. You might be onto something.
1: But that's, that's why I'm going to use that value play there. Now my choice of the week for the mid-range, if I want value but I don't want uh, risk, is going to be Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde, I think, is good for at least 15 points. He looked really good in the preseason. San Francisco does not look nearly as bad as I thought they would be. Mm -hmm. Um, He's 4,600 on DraftKings. If he scores 15 points, he's three and a half times value. That's, That's all I need out of him. So, you know, if I can save money elsewhere, maybe... So here's what I'm saying with this whole value balance thing. Maybe I don't take Derek Carr. Maybe I go with Jared Goff. And by saving money with Jared Goff, I may lose two or three points, but instead of having to go with Smallwood and Johnson, maybe now I can afford Ford Hyde and Johnson. I only need to find $800 somewhere to upgrade from Smallwood to Hyde. So Hyde and Johnson I think would be a great combo, but I just don't know if I can afford it yet. So that's what I'm looking at with running back. How are you looking nice. at running back this week?
0: Uh, so what I did, I went with Lamar Miller. Who's playing? Who's playing Jacksonville?
1: Who's really bad?
0: Right. Uh, He and on uh, DraftKings he is fifty one hundred. And I went big. I went on Mr. Dairy Queen. Um, I went with Bell. See, I can't because only because he's playing Cleveland.
1: Do you know Cleveland is the lowest salaried defense this year or this week? Is are they? They are only two thousand dollars on DraftKings this week. There is yeah. no defense cheaper than the and Cleveland And they're ranked
0: Browns. 31st in the NFL. Yeah. so
1: 31st. Isn't there 32 teams? 30. Yes. Who's worse than the Browns at defense?
0: I, according to DraftKings, I don't know. I'll have to look that up.
1: Wow. Yeah, we, That that's wow. That's the only thing more shocking than them being 31 is that there's somebody else who's 32.
0: So because he is playing Cleveland, even though he sat out this preseason and was eating Dairy Queen, that's why I went with him.
1: I, I'm not a fan of Levion He's got a chip on his shoulder. He's, um, and not a good chip. Not like I have something to prove a, the league and this team and you people owe me something kind of chip on his shoulder. Um, and I, I just don't know that he's going to be good this year. I don't, I don't, I'm not willing to, to play with him yet. Now that could come back to no. bite me. That really could come back to bite me, but he is a very chalky play. He's a very chalky play and I'm not big on him this week. So, Let's talk about wide receivers. What did you think about wide receiver?
0: So wide receivers, I have AJ, because I do I do like the stack of quarterback and receiver. And I saw a stat from DraftKings. Seventy six percent of the lineups that were winning each right. week were stacking quarterback and receiver.
1: Now that's funny because I saw a longitudinal survey done by a couple of guys at Roto Experts. Yep. Not Roto Experts, sorry, RotoWire. That said, the more common winning lineup in cash games was quarterback-running-back combo.
0: Really? Yes. But thinking. they also
1: focused on... You know what it was? More top 10 quarterbacks in DFS had more... Oh, sorry. All right, let me stop that and start that again. More winning lineups in DFS in 2016. I think they looked at FanDuel and DraftKings. Had a combination quarterback-running-back than quarterback wide receiver,
0: really? Yes,
1: but you're here, so so you're saying three out of every four lineups that had the quarterback wide receiver cashed.
0: That's what draft according to DraftKings. This was a stat from them.
1: I think we should ask your cat. Get the we cat should. Up here.
0: She's too interested in the wall right now.
1: She, she is Fiona. When you have a moment, I want you to run those numbers.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: so you decided to go there. So AJ Green. So AJ Green's not cheap on DraftKings. Uh, he is eight thousand. So
0: how did you offset that? I offset that by going with Goodwin.
1: Oh, he's on my list.
0: On San Francisco. You jerk. You stole my value play. Uh, he's 3,200. And uh, I also went with my – the guy I think is has potential to have a good week is Cup for the Rams. Cooper Cup? Yep. I like Cooper Cup. He's 3,700.
1: I'm just not ready to take that leap yet. But you think about it, we're talking about value combos. I just talked about Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. Same team, right? Cooper yep. Cup's a Ram, unless I'm screwing it up. Nope. Who's that guy? <laughs> um, go Cup and Goff. All of a sudden, you got extra money to spend up at running back. Maybe you can afford, you know, one Seek. of the maybe you can afford <laughs> Johnson slash bell and X like Lamar Miller or somebody who's going to be really high up there, you know? So you have that option. All right. Well, you stole my value play. I did. I had Marquise Goodwin cause he was only 3,200 and I've got him slated for about 10 points. So that would instantly be three X value. And I think, um, he could haul in more. So, you know, you never know, uh, my chalk choice, very simple. Antonio Brown. um, I've heard one analyst say you cannot make a lineup anymore without Antonio Brown and David Johnson in it, and if that means you have to start two monkeys and a cat in your lineup so that you can balance <laughs> out the salaries, that's what you need to do. You know, seriously, if you need to start your house pets, make your lineup: Vittles the kitty, David Johnson, uh, Pebbles the monkey, Antonio Brown, etc. Because it is important to get those guys in. So, but who I'm really looking at? Yep. I'm looking at Wright from Tennessee. Really? Yes. 3,200, and I think he has the possibility to score 15 points, which would put him in the 4X value range. That's just me. Kendall Wright is still a bit of a uh, stretch, but that's where I'm going with that. So I am using him this week. Um, And at 3,200, he's the same price as Goodwin. Same price as Goodwin, but I think he's actually got potential for more points because don't forget these uh, leagues are PPR and I think he's going to touch the ball at least six or seven times. I think honestly, he's going to have like five or six catches this week. So if he has five for 60 yards, he's already at 11. So I I think he's got, uh, you know, I think he's going to be a lot more involved in the offense than most people think, but that's just me. Let's move on to tight end. All right. Let's, and let's, let's, we, we talked about this during the tight end kicker defense (laughs) debacle episode, which by the way, is the least downloaded episode <laughs> in the history of our podcast. Yep. Fewer people All tuned in. Ten weeks of it. Uh, All t- th- many weeks. Uh, eleven weeks. This is our twelfth week now. In the eleven weeks this podcast has been around, fewer people have listened to episode five. I think it was <laughs> where we talked about tight ends, kickers, and defenses for season long than any other episode. Like if you look at our download graph, there's like this huge trough at the end of July, and we don't. And we're like, oh, that's that's why. Oh, wow,
0: we started this in July.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. First week of July was our quick. first episode. Yeah. It was by quick. Yeah. We've been doing this for two full months already. We're in the third month and the season hasn't even started yet. Season starts in a couple hours. You know, I mean, it's the crazy part of this. So anyway, back to the, uh, the, 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 matter at hand, Kobe Fleener is my value play.
0: You pick him a lot.
1: I did last year and I, did. I regretted it. Um, did. <laughs> he did not have a good year last year. Um, a lot of the analysts I listen to are big on him. Uh, I was big on him. Now, it's his second year in New Orleans. I think that's going to help him. He's going to be a conditional play based on where they are. Of course, because Drew Brees plays much better at home than he plays anywhere else. So that's a huge part of it. But I think uh, this year, I think he's he's good value. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head what his cost was. Hold on a second. Uh, He's $2,900 on DraftKings. $2,900, if he gets to nine points, he's a 3X value. I have him slated for 11, which puts him at about 3.8, 3.9 times value. So, uh, I mean, there are other guys you can use out there. Let me just say this too. In doing my computations, let let me divert for one quick second. I rank everybody by their value modifiers, and... This week, like I said in the beginning, we had like four or five quarterbacks that came in up over 4X. In the running back ranks, we had no one over 4X. In wide receiver, we had just Kendall Wright is the only person I have in the 4X value range. Tight end, I have nobody in 4X. Nobody. And when we get to defenses, I have 5X potentials.
0: Not even Gronk.
1: No. No, because if you read the article on FignutsDFS.com, you'll know I don't have a lot of faith in either Gronk or Kelsey tonight. Both were relatively contained the last two times these teams met. So I think Gronk was actually hurt one of those times, but the last time they played against each other, he played. And I think he was limited by injury, but he still only had like 12 fantasy points. And what's he going to cost you? What is Gronk costing? I don't have it on my screen. What is Gronk costing? Because I don't I don't do not do numbers on
0: Thursdays. That's right.
1: I only do the numbers on Sundays just because it, it takes us so long to get this stuff done. I don't like the Thursday games, which, again, if you read the article on fignutsdfs.com, <laughs> you know I usually don't advise you to take a player on Thursday night. It is very rare for me to stand up. they will probably happen about four or five times a season where I'll be like, wow, I'm so excited about this guy, you know? Um, but it's very rare that I actually propose you take someone on a Thursday night game. So consequently, when I wrote the article for our website, FignutsDFS.com, um, I looked at those guys and was like, all right, there's nobody here that's jumping out to me. Here's where I would consider using I wrote the article, and I completely forgot the information. Good job. So what do you got? You got tight end information for me over there?
0: Uh, I'm looking. Well, okay. I'm looking. Um, I, would going, I am going with Zach Ertz.
1: You jerk! He is my choice pick. (laughs) I went all right. So, so really quick, my chalk guy is Jimmy Graham. I think he's the number three value there. Mm -hmm. And again, the tight ends are all bunched together in value. Gronk is
0: on DraftKings. Gronk is sixty eight hundred.
1: Sixty eight hundred. That means he's got to score twenty one points. Followed by
0: Greg Olson at sixty two.
1: Am I doing that math right? He's got to score twenty one points. Sixty eight, sixty eight, six point eight times three would be twenty point four. He needs twenty point four points to make value. Yes. You think he's gonna score twenty points tonight against the Chiefs?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: Let's let's do that math. Or so let's let's assume the last time he met, he caught a bunch of touchdowns against the Chiefs, which is probably why he's so expensive. So he catches two touchdowns. Right. That's fourteen points because he gets six for each touchdown catch and one for the touch. Yep. Fourteen points right there. He needs another six. So he needs to catch three touchdowns. Or he needs a minimum of three more catches. So, he would need a five catch for 30-yard and two touchdown day to make value. And if you take away a touchdown, you've got to add catches and yardage. So, just doing it would be like eight for 50. You'd have to have eight catches for 50 yards and a touchdown. It's not impossible, but I don't see him getting that tonight. I don't think so. That's why I avoided I him. I think so. I just I'm not confident. I'm not confident. Meanwhile, you've got Zach Ertz sitting out there.
0: I do. And he's playing Washington and he's thirty five hundred.
1: It's Washington.
0: It's Washington. He's,
1: it's 3, Washington. he's probably <laughs> okay, so more likely to sc- more likely. Zach Ertz scores, well, let's see, what did he say? He's thirty five hundred? Yep. So that means he needs eleven points. More likely. Zach Ertz scores eleven or Gronk scores twenty one.
0: I'm gonna go with Ertz on that one.
1: As am I. As am I. And I'm gonna save money to boat. I'm going to exactly. save thirty three hundred dollars that way. That's insane.
0: Yep, it's insane. Like that crazy Eddie guy.
1: You know, I met somebody the other day at I the you were saying, game. Bet
0: crazy Eddie. No,
1: he said, yeah. Back in my younger days, I spent some time working for Crazy Eddie, and when they went under, I worked for Nobody Beats the Wiz. And I went, oh my god, I remember those two stores. I remember yep. the. I remember the crazy, crazy Eddie commercials. That
0: guy took all his money and fled the country.
1: The guy in the commercials or the guy who owned the store? Because it was yeah. a different dude.
0: Was it? Yes. I thought it was the same guy. No,
1: that guy was an actor. The crazy Eddie who scream at the camera and wave his hands. Yeah. And again, we're not a video podcast, so none of you can see me waving, waving my his hands, hands right now. But he's waving his hands right now, like the commercial. Yes. That was that guy was an actor. I remember. Yeah, I think it was the owner who took his money and ran.
0: Well, that's good. So anyway. I don't think he ever came back. I think, he's still, I think he went to like Israel or he somewhere. He might be dead. That's very possible. Look into that for the next podcast, Craig. Is that guy <laughs> dead? Because that's, that's a common...
1: It's a common theme in our podcast. Someone tell Adam. Somebody tell my brother that this guy is dead. Adam's been better, by the way, the last couple of years. He had a bad stretch when he was away for college of not hearing that people had died, like people who had been dead for a year had not died. Um, but he's been doing much better with that. Oh, but, good, good. But technology has helped with that. You know, That's true. That's instant true. messaging and text messaging and news Back, alerts. Um, and, yeah,
0: because we were in college and you know, everything was on a modem still. and Oh, my God. There were no cell me? phones. Do you know you quick quick sidebar? Please. MTV, which is no longer the music channel, but a reality TV channel. Yes. They are making a reality TV show where you get shockingly, you get a group of people that have never met each other uh-huh. and you have them live in a house. The catch is once soon as they go into the house, it's all things from the nineties. They have to dress like it. Everything the technology is all like it. So they're on an iMac with a modem. There's no cell phone. 56K or 28? Yep. Uh, they didn't say.
1: It should be 56. The 90s, were are into 56. Yeah, yeah, it
0: should be 56.
1: Don't forget, I went to the University of Connecticut. When I got to UConn in 1994, yeah, 93, yes, I'm old, um, God damn. we were still operating on what was called BitNet. Yeah, Craig's pointing at me as he sips his beer. He's heard of the BitNet. BitNet was a venture, I believe, in the late 70s between Yale... Yukon and somebody else i want to say it was harvard that's they how were the trying. they were trying to <laughs> and that and the bit stands for because it's time really yes that that's that's there you go there's I your not trivia know that the bit the bit net was because it's time it was it was an acronym for because it's time to network so bit net and it was literally the th- linking up three mainframes and to that day, when I was there, there was a mainframe room at UConn. Like you see in the old NASA pictures. Oh, yeah, yeah. With I've huge cabinets.
0: Yep. With I tapes yeah. going.
1: In 1996. Dot we, matrix printers. Oh, my God. We had this huge industrial Flashback. printer. Flashback. Oh, wow. It was amazing. But in, I think it was 96, that finally, like after 20 years of being able only basically to talk between the three sites and the internet had actually like come about. That Harvard, Yale, and UConn said, why are we still doing this? <laughs> and they pulled the plug on it, and it was oh, a big to-do.
0: That's sad. It
1: was a big to-do. The governor came. The like, senators came to praise the project and how it paved the way for the internet. And Al Gore came and took credit for the name. And it was it was a crazy thing. It's a crazy thing. Anyway, we should probably awesome. actually talk about football for a little. Probably. bit. Probably, yeah. we'll go back to football. Sorry. All four Sorry. of you still listening. Thank you for hanging in while I talk about my my UConn memories. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's good. someday good I will tell you tales of the library that literally fell apart as you walk underneath it. Um, <laughs> perpetual reconstruction. <laughs> that that library was awesome. It was awesome. It was never there was never a point in time where it was not under construction while I was there. All right. So my uh, my value pick was Fleener. My chalk pick was Graham. My choice pick for both Craig and I is Zach Ertz. Um, Craig, because he has some sort of unnatural love affair with the Philadelphia Eagles this do, year. this year anyway. Are the Eagles playing the Bengals this year?
0: I'm going to look that up. I because if so,
1: what are you going to do?
0: Oh, I have always go with the Bengals.
1: No, but I mean, like, are you going to, like, leave the Eagles out of your DFS lineup as much as you're, like, loving on them? It depends how
0: the Bengals' defense is doing at the time.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, how this is the, the classic dilemma that most people face. With
0: fantasy, yeah.
1: Right, so... Let's let's assume Philadelphia really is as good as you think they're going to be. Yeah. Okay. And it, the week comes up and you see a lineup where you can make a fantastic lineup that includes people like Zach Ertz, Wendell Smallwood, and Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah Are you going to be able to run that lineup against the Bengals defense? Mm. Or is your love of the Bengals going to say no? I can't. Root. I
0: don't. I don't have to worry about it unless they make it to the Super Bowl. They're not playing this year.
1: There it is. You heard it here first, folks. That's right. September seventh, twenty seventeen, sometime after six PM. It's six twenty one PM right now. Craig Matthews just called it Eagles, Bengals, Super Bowl. There you Bowl. go. The classic matchup of cats versus birds will be revisited.
0: And if it's anything like my cat, the cat usually wins. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, his his cat has been uh yeah, there's been more than one occasion where I've walked up to his front lawn and seen little police tape around certain areas because his, his cat has an affinity for no, playing the, with uh, birds.
0: The Bengals are playing the uh, NFC North.
1: Oh, that's sad. The NFC North is going to be good
0: this year. Lions, the Vikings, the Bears, and the Packers.
1: I mean, so they've guaranteed one win. Guaranteed one.
0: At least. The Bears, I mean. Yes. The Vikings and the Beng- The Vikings and Lions. The we have to wait and see.
1: Them. They are wait and see picks right now for me. Yeah. I don't know what to make of the Vikings. I think they have Packers the potential. Is
0: this, is this month though? There, yeah, uh, but I
1: mean, I'm not even ready to, to crown the Packers in that division because third game. I think Detroit could be really good, and I think Minnesota could be really good. I just don't know if they will be. I just think they can be. So That's anyway, fair. speaking anyway. of which, defenses, defense. So I'm going to start with my choice pick because okay. my choice pick ties into what we just talked about. Yep. My choice pick this week, believe it or not, is the Atlanta
0: Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons.
1: Because they are a mid-pack option in terms of price, but they are playing against the Bears. The Bears. The Bears have one of the worst offensive lines I have ever seen in my entire life. Really? Yeah. I watched a little bit of the preseason game. They could not stop a toddler on a scooter (laughs) getting through their line. And there's one thing the Falcons do well. And we saw this in the Super Bowl early on last year. Yeah, Super Bowl pass rush. Yeah, Craig's up still upset. He's Sounds staring like off into the distance like I'm not even talking right snap now. Snap. But what was the one thing they did well early in the game? The one thing New England had to adjust to on offense in order to stage their comeback was pass rush. Right. They right. got to. I don't think. They, I don't know if they knocked Brady down, but he was hurried up several times. He doesn't like that. They were, they stopped in the second half. They, they didn't, they, um, started doing much quicker passes and they got the ball out quicker so that they could, you know, they started using shorter range plays. That was one of the big things they changed. So we know Atlanta can rush the passer. You have Mike Glennon back there who is not exactly a track star. No, you have an offensive line that is essentially made of paper mache (laughs) <laughs> Sorry guys. No offense to you guys and no offense to our friend Sean who's a big Bears fan. But the offensive line, I don't think they can stop them. I think seriously, this could be a six or seven sack day for the Atlanta Falcon defense. They could seriously rack up sacks. I do.
0: There you go. what how much do they cost on DraftKings? Oh,
1: I don't know. Something. hold on, I've got it. Craig's reaching for his phone whenever I say I don't know. Uh the Falcons are thirty three hundred, so they're mid range. Okay, not bad. They're mid-range. That's a little less
0: expensive than my pick.
1: So who is your pick?
0: Again, because of who they're playing. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. They're playing Cleveland. They are $3,600.
1: The Steelers are my chalk pick on my list. If I'm going to go chalk and I've got the money to spend at defense, and and let me just be clear, if you get to building a lineup on DraftKings and you have $3,300 left to invest in your defense, go back and look and see if you can upgrade somewhere else. Because you can save a couple hundred bucks on defense if you don't want to go with the Steelers, and upgrade somewhere else. I mean that's the thing. Yep. Maximizing your upgrading your 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 team is is the key, particularly in cash games. Yes. In cash games, I've the more I've more tournament players I've talked to, most tournament players will tell me that they don't have trouble staying under the cap, because they are using they're they're reaching out for flyer options that are going to either score a bajillion points or not work at all and those guys are the guys that they're making their money on, and they're saving so much money on those two or three slots that it's out there for that. So my value pick is the 49ers. Okay. Um, I think the 49ers are going to be better. I think they're playing Carolina, unless I'm mistaken on that, and Carolina is coming to
0: them. They are playing, Car- they are playing in San Francisco. In they're San Francisco
1: Carolina. against Carolina, an offense that we still don't know what to see from because Cam Newton played two se- series in the entire preseason. I don't know what I'm gonna expect from Cam. Their running back is Jonathan Stewart, who is filing for Social Security.
0: Um, I, honestly, till our draft, I didn't think he still played. I thought he retired.
1: Last I, year. I mean, he didn't he didn't uh, the best ball drafts I did this week, he wasn't even somebody who went before like the eighth or ninth round. I mean, he was like he was going after backups and, then, and he's supposedly the starter. Christian yeah. McCaffrey, who is supposedly the backup and the change of pace guy, was going in the third round.
0: And quick quick aside, yeah, what's best ball?
1: Okay, best ball format is where you draft a team and you don't set a lineup. The computer automatically picks your lineup for you based after the game on who scored the most points. So it's all about drafting. No ad drops, none of that stuff. Best ball, no lineup setting. Best ball is simply put a team together with with a group of people and it will take one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, and one kicker and one defense out of your bench Oh, no, sorry, no, no defenses uh, and tight ends. Um, we'll take and, and just do the highest scoring possibility. That's it. So it does not score anything until after the games are over. It'll tell you who your likely spot holders are, but it can change during the game. So it's basically a set it and forget it kind of option. So I've done a couple of those. And that, th- th- those formats are fun because you get to not only take your studs, but you get to focus on the uh, on the flyer kind of guys. So,
0: yep.
1: so those are our DFS picks. And
0: uh, Well, lastly, DraftKings has a flex.
1: Yeah, we talked about everybody. Use somebody else. Somebody talked about on the flex. Was there yeah. somebody you like particularly as a well, with flex? Well, the money—the
0: money I saved from the receivers—I actually get to start uh, Freeman as my flex. Devonte. Yep.
1: I have him in a couple of leagues. I'm excited about having him. I just I gotta see him. I'm always wary of two types of guys: guys who are on a contract year and guys who just signed a big contract. Always wary.
0: That's fair. But that's, that's just fair.
1: me. That's just me. So, that's our, our DFS preview for week one. So, we're winding down the show. A couple more quick things. So, one of the things Craig and I want to do is um, news from the past. So, we record this on either Wednesday or Thursday night, and it debuts Friday. So, in between recording and debut, there's going to be a game most weeks, as there is tonight. My Kansas City Chiefs are driving to see the New England Patriots. I hope they flew, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so now here we go, Craig. Give me a prediction for tonight. Who wins tonight's game and what's the score?
0: Oh man.
1: Knowing full well that by the time people hear this, they will either laugh at us or say, "Wow.
0: Wow, they were smart." Yeah. They're from the past and the future at the same time. All right, I'll go
1: first. I'm going to go Patriots 28, Chiefs 21.
0: Okay. That's All my right.
1: pick and I'm um in one fantasy pick too. I think Kareem Hunt is going to be contained tonight. I think the Patriots are are, playing. Where are they playing? They're in new England because new England won the Super Bowl last year. As much as you don't want to hear me say that they did. So, um, I think Kareem Hunt is going to have an excellent season, but I think tonight they are going to contain him. I think they've realized there's only two things to fear on this team and their names are Travis Kelsey and Kareem Hunt and Kareem Hunt is a rookie. So they're going to focus on shutting down Kelsey bump uh, hunt around enough to make him uncomfortable and they are going to shut down the offense that way so there's my prediction so craig winner and score go
0: winner and score you know what well i'll i'll say it i'm I'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with your chiefs
1: wow what's the score Just
0: because the score um hmm. well mid probably i'm gonna go mid 20s i'm gonna say 24 21
1: 24 21 so close game either way both our yeah. scores relatively close yes and a fantasy prediction from tonight.
0: Uh, hopefully, well, yeah, I agree with you about Cream Hunt. I think they're going to have a rough night. He's going to have a rough night, especially in Foxborough. As long as he doesn't
1: get hurt, I think he'll bounce back from it, though. I think he's going to have true. a good That's true. For
0: year. some reason, I have a feeling Casey's defense might actually show up tonight.
1: I hope you're right. I really do. I hope you're right, because I'm looking forward to a good game tonight. Um, okay, so just a couple minutes we have left. We had meant to do a live podcast from our home draft site the site was not conducive for that it was just going to be too noisy um i also had a fair amount of beer because we found out that rosemary's baby was served in the stadium craig discovered that and probably should never have told me that so that's um, what i'm here for but uh we had a lovely time we met up with some old friends our 25th annual draft craig how'd you feel your draft went
0: not too bad you happy with your team I am mostly happy with my team.
1: That's good. I'm happy for you. I'm not.
0: You're not. Though you drafted Alshon for me.
1: (laughs) (sighs) I'll trade you Alshon. I'll trade you Alshon live on the podcast right now. I was thinking about that. I've got Alshon and Joe Mixon, Mm -hmm. both of whom you treasure, and I'm not really thrilled with anybody on my team. Everyone's available, and I'm thinking to myself, I should be calling Craig right now and trying to work out an Alshon, Jeffrey, Joe Mixon for something and something else trade so, tune Balling in next Matt week.
0: Matt Forte and Jordan Matthews.
1: Oh, Matt Forte. <laughs> oh. Somebody's so got a in New York. Yeah. Oh, Bilal Powell's there. Tune in next week for episode 13, the trade discussion episode where Britt and Craig spend an hour debating what it's going to take for me to unload Alshon Jeffrey and Joe Mixon on him. <laughs> of course, I heard the fantasy guru today said he thinks that Hill, Bernard, and... Mixon are all going to get touches and opportunities this week. And at the end of the day, Mixon's going to end up with the most fantasy points. So he may be. I can um, see that
0: depending on his injury.
1: Yeah, he may. uh He might be. His price might be going up. And if Alshon Jeffrey is half the player you're saying is going to be in in Philadelphia, it might be an interesting discussion. Not
0: everyone break their knee this week.
1: Yeah, no, nobody get injured this week. So we had a really good time. So our thanks to the Bridgeport Bluefish. Our thanks to our commissioners, Adam and Craig. Craig's one of our commissioners. Um, for hosting a fantastic draft. We look forward to a great season. I am already picked to have the lowest week one total. I'm very upset. Awesome. Um, you know, it's never a good thing when you're looking on the waiver wire in week one for a starting defense, but yeah. I might be streaming defenses this year. I seriously might, but waivers are going to go off by the time this podcast uh, airs. So I can say it. I drafted the Giants defense, but because they're playing Dallas, it's not a good matchup. So I'm looking at potentially picking up the Falcons. <laughs> so might if, as well. if it goes through, it goes through. By the time this hits the airwaves, um, it'll it'll have already processed. So I either have it or I know. But uh, every week, you may hear me starting a different defense because I may literally just pick up a starting defense every week. That's called streaming, folks. That's Another when you just reach into word. the water and pull out the biggest fish you can catch. And that's it's what like I'm kind of bear. working on. Like a bear. Like a bear. So... Um, thank you everybody for listening please we need reviews desperately any way you listen to us leave us a review even if your review says one star because Britt told me to leave it here and I'm tired of hearing me ask me for it <laughs> leave us a review because uh, that's one of the things that, that helps us get visibility and gets the word out um, final thoughts Craig uh,
0: final thoughts uh, The week one is always a big question mark Everything's really up in the air week one agreed your fantasy team, your DFS lineups are going to be a giant mess because no one knows what's going to happen. So just kind of go with what you your first instinct. Don't change your lineups too much because it's really a giant educated guess.
1: Absolutely, which. absolutely, which is why my system does not perform well in the first couple weeks because we need to build some statistical database stuff but yes, absolutely. But most importantly, enjoy it. If you're playing season long, good luck in your seasons. If you are playing DFS, play responsibly. And I hope our picks work out for you. Um, we'll review picks, you know, on a weekly basis. It'll probably be something called, like, We're Right, We're Wrong, um, where we actually look and see what people actually scored. So we hope that our our picks were helpful. We thank you, as always, for listening. I am Britt. I'm Craig. And this is the Fig Nuts podcast. Thank you so much, and have a great day. <laughs> I will be